our worship, our praise. Father, the word that we are going to listen to, it's an appointed word that we know, God, that you are going to cut. You are going to let the word cut into our hearts, oh God. God, that you are going to build us in the spirit. That's why the word is going to come. It's going to build us in the spirit. And Father, I pray that you are going to touch. You are going to touch your speaker. You are going to touch your speaker, Pastor Gerald. Father, I pray this in the mighty name of Jesus. God, everything that we say and do, that all glory and honor be unto you, Father. That all glory and honor be unto you. In Jesus' name.
we just lift our voices and lift our hearts before the Lord as we prepare this morning to enter in. We enter in boldly before the throne of grace. We declare that this is the day that the Lord has made. We will rejoice. We will be glad in it. Father, we declare an open heaven over this house and over the lives of your people, a place where you speak, a place where your heart is revealed, a place, O oh God, where your, your, your spirit, O oh God, begins to move and just begin to minister. So, Father, we honor you, Lord. We honor you with everything that is inside of us. We worship and we praise your name. Oh God, just show up in this place this morning. We take off all limits of you this morning. We take off all limits of you, oh God. Just show up, oh God. Let the very Shekinah of God, let the very Shekinah of God, oh God, the very, oh God, presence, the very light, oh God, the very measure of your glory, oh God. I thank you, I thank you, I thank you. There's a weightiness, oh God. There's a weightiness of your presence that is filling this room. There's a weightiness of your glory that is filling each life in the name of Jesus that you are making us full, oh God. Father, thank you, thank you, thank you. give you praise. Come on. Father, we give you praise. Be thou lifted up, be thou glorified even in this place. We worship you, O God, and we praise you this morning. I just want to just read a portion of scripture from 1 Samuel chapter 3, verse 1, and it says, And the child Samuel ministered unto the Lord before Eli. And the word of the Lord was precious in those days. There was no open vision. It came to pass at that time when Eli was laid down in his place that his eyes began to wax dim and he could not see. And the lamp of God went out in the temple of the Lord. 
where the ark of God was, and Samuel was laid to speak, and the Lord called Samuel, and he answered, he says, Here am I. And he ran to Eli, and he said, Here am I, for you called me. And he said, I did, I, I, I did not call you. Lay down again. And he went and he laid down. Amen. This is such a powerful portion of scripture. Because the Bible says, and Samuel ministered unto the Lord. Amen. I pray today that as we gather together in the house of the Lord, that we gather together to minister to the Lord. Amen. We minister unto the Lord. Amen. That means he's, he's in the house of Eli. Eli. Eli is his spiritual covering. But he was ministering unto the Lord. Amen. That means when you come into this corporate gathering, we acknowledge all that God has done and all that God puts in our lives and all of the people and the leaders and everything. But then we understand our obligation is to minister to the Lord. Amen. In the midst of this, this is how, even in the midst of everything changing in the house of Eli, Samuel was able to hear the voice of the Lord. Now, in the midst of a changing world, in the midst of a world that is becoming darker and darker, the only way you can hear the voice of the Lord is when you minister unto the Lord. Amen. You're not waiting for a people. You're not waiting for situations. You're not waiting for circumstances. All of those things to dictate to you. You are ministering to the Lord. There will be a constant understanding. There will be a constant hearing. And there will be a constant knowing what God is doing. So this is our prayer today that you would minister unto the Lord. How do you minister to the Lord? In your singing. In your worship. In your praise, you minister to the Lord. Amen. And today, this is my prayer that more than anything else, more than being heard or seen by anybody, you would minister unto the Lord. Would the Lord hear your prayers this morning? May, uh, this is my prayer that God will give you an open heaven, a place where you speak directly to him. Like Jacob would experience an, a, a moment where God begins to, to, to cause him to, to see angels ascending and descending. I want you to understand this is, should be our desire every time we come into the house of the Lord. That we can hear the Lord. We can hear and experience God for ourselves. So Father, we come before you in the mighty name of Jesus. We pray over your sons and over your daughters that are in the house. We declare an open heaven over their lives. We pray, oh God, that even as they minister to you, oh God, in every area of their lives, as they minister with their words, as they minister with their prayers, as they minister with their offerings that they bring, their worship that they bring before you, as they minister out of their substance, oh God, as they minister out of their time, some of them are ministering through a hurt. Some of them are ministering through a pain. Some of them are ministering, oh God, through a difficult circumstance. But yet there is a praise on their light, in, uh, in their mouth. Father, I pray in the name of Jesus that you will begin to move supernaturally 
over the lives of your sons and daughters that this morning they would experience God in a fresh way, that they would hear the voice of the Lord, that you would speak to them this morning in a supernatural way. You will speak to them amidst all of the chaos and amidst all of the noise in the world. They would hear you today. They would hear you and say, Father, here am I. Here am I. Here am I. Here am I. We say, speak, Lord. Speak, Lord. For we, your servants here, it is our desire, our greatest joy. Our greatest joy is to hear the voice of our Father. So today, speak to your sons and daughters. Whether it be through an impression, whether it be through a word, whether it just be through an encounter, whether it be through a song, or even the preaching of your word, speak to your sons and daughters today. Let no one leave this house without encountering you. Thus we ask, in Jesus' name. And everybody said amen and amen, amen. Won't you greet somebody, amen, amen. Just greet somebody that you didn't come with, amen. Greet someone that you didn't come with, amen. Tell him it is good to see you. God bless you, amen. Let's enjoy God's presence together, amen. Hallelujah, amen. We're here to rejoice in God's presence. Come on, we're going to praise God. And you can dance and you can sing and clap. This is your father's house. We're going to rejoice this morning. Amen. Oh, we give you praise, oh God. Yeah. I'm going to dance right now. Oh, I'm going to dance and pray. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what comes my way. The greater one lives inside of me. His name is. I'm born away. You more. You're here right now. And you fill with the Holy Ghost. Come on, I'm gonna dance. Oh, I'm gonna dance. And it doesn't matter right now. It doesn't matter what comes my way. The greater one lives inside of me. His name is. You born, you born, you're here right now, and you fill with the Holy Ghost. Come on, right now, I rejoice, hallelujah, in you, Lord, in my God, in Him, you're more than, more than. We rejoice in you, Lord, in my God, in him more than, more than, they declare no weapon, no weapon formed shall ever prosper, says the Lord. Oh, the greater one lives inside of me, his name is you born, I'm born you more, more than you're a right now, and you fill with the Holy Ghost, come on, I rejoice. 
is declared no weapon is gold no weapon formed shall ever prosper says the lord shall ever prosper the greater one lives inside of me and you this morning his name is jesus i'm born you more you're a hair right now and you feel with the holy ghost what is ours we rejoice in you lord in our against you shall prosper stand says the lord amen we declare and decree right now there's something that's stirring in the atmosphere amen there's a river that's flowing this morning oh we praise his name and it's bursting all over yeah. come on right now yeah yeah there's a river there is a river where goodness that drowns sorrows there is no deeper deeper than the fear the tide is rising rise there's a current there is a current stirring deep inside it's overflowing come on from the heart of God the flood of heaven crashing over us the tide is rising right oh come on it is bursting bursting from the ground yeah we feel everybody bursting burst. up from the ground we feel it now we come alive in the river hey hey come on come on alive this morning to give him all the praise and all the worship and all the glory come on there is a river there is a river hallelujah where goodness flow there is a fountain that drowns sorrows there is an ocean deeper than the pit the tide is rising rise there's a current right now there is a current and it's stirring it's overflowing from the heart of God, the flood of heaven crashing over us. The tide is rising and it's bursting this morning. We said, Bursting, bursting up from the. We feel it now. Oh, bursting, bursting up from the ground. We feel it now. We come.
on, let's praise his name. Hallelujah. We're going to declare that God right now is opening those doors. Amen. He's setting the captives free. He's giving us freedom right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just bring up a well this morning, oh God. Yeah, let's declare. Break open. Break open prison door. Set all the captives. Set all the captives free. Spring up a well. Spring up a well. Spring up a well. Yeah. Spring up a well in me. Nothing can stop your joy. Nothing can stop this. And we dancing, Lord. Spring up a well. Spring up a well. Spring up a well. Break open prison door. Break open prison door. Set all the captives free. Spring up a well. Spring up a well. Give God praise, hallelujah. He 
setting the captives free. Oh, he's breaking those strongholds, amen. And guess what? It's still happening right now. This very moment in this time and the season. God is still moving. Oh, he's all so powerful. He's all so wonderful. He's so mighty. Oh, Hallelujah to our King. To our Lord, oh God, we give you honor, Lord. Because you're still doing it right now. All over the city, all over this nation, oh God. I still, Lord, I still believe you can move any mountain with just one word. I still believe, I still believe you can heal any sickness with just one. Hallelujah. We still believe, Lord. I still believe you can overcome fear with your perfect love. We still believe, I still believe there is freedom for all by your pressure. Lord, we believe. Lord, I believe it. Come on, we believe that this morning. Lord, I believe it. Sons and daughters right now, you see. Lord, I believe it. Church of God, yeah. It's happening now. Lord, I believe. Lord, I believe it. We believe. Lord, I believe it. We believe in you, Lord. Lord, I believe it. It's happening, Lord. It's happening. It's happening now. Hallelujah. I still believe God. I still believe you can move any mountain with just one word. We still believe, Lord. I still believe you can heal any sickness with just one. We still believe. I still believe you can overcome fear with your perfect.
This morning, you can do not just some things, but all things, oh God. I know you're faithful, you're able. There's nothing that, hallelujah. declare this right now oh you can do it you can do but you gotta believe right now you see I know you're faithful you're able you cannot do you can you can Lord you can do I believe it oh God you can do all things yeah Lord I know you're faithful, you're able. There's nothing that you cannot do. Let every chain, oh God, let every chain be broken. And every heart, God, let every heart be free. Cause you won the battle, Lord. He goes before you in the midst of your trials and tribulations. Oh, and the battle right now. Oh, yeah, the heavens. Yeah, the heavens roaring as all creation sing. We cry holy, holy. Holy, holy, holy is Jesus Christ. Every chain, let every chain be broken. This is our prayer, God. Let every heart in every home, in every nation, every city, God. Because your power, your power, let every chain, God, let every chain, let every chain, every bondage, oh God, every stronghold, God, let there be freedom, oh God. Yeah. You see, for you have won the battle your power every chain every chain Lord let every chain be broken let every heart be free for you have won the battle your power Lord I Lord I Lord, I believe it. We believe. And Lord, I believe it. Oh, it's happening now. It's happening now. 
want to declare that over your life, over your family, over your home, over every situation, that you are trusting God to begin to move on that situation. Right now, begin to declare, say, Lord, you can do all things. Come on, let's raise our voice as a prophetic declaration. This And I know you're faithful, you're faithful. There's nothing that you cannot do. Yeah, you can, Lord. You can do all things. You can do all things. I know you're faithful, you're faithful. There's nothing that you over your children's school, over every child that is in this place, over your education, over every subject that you are doing at school and at university, you can do all things. You can do all things. I know you're faithful, you're able. There's nothing you cannot do. And so, Lord, if you've given wisdom to somebody to write that textbook, you would give your children wisdom to understand every concept, every idea, every God theory in the name of Jesus. I pray for a spirit of wisdom to come upon every child that is in this place. If you're a mother or a father or if there's a young boy or young girl next to you, won't you put your hand on them and say, Lord, let the spirit of wisdom rest upon them. For every child that's at university, let the spirit of wisdom lay upon them. There's a resting, there's a, there's a move of God, there's an impartation of wisdom, there's an impartation of an anointing to excel, anointing to accelerate, an anointing to, to begin to be the head and not the tail, to be above only and not beneath. So today we declare our children will be children of excellence in the name of Jesus. Let a spirit of excellence come upon them. Let a spirit of wisdom come upon them. Let knowledge and understanding be their portion in the name of Jesus. You said if we lack anything, ask and you will give it to us. So this morning we ask for wisdom. We ask for wisdom. You can do all things, Lord. You can do all things, Lord. You can do all things, Lord. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Hey. La Baba Soto. We honor you. We honor you. Father, we thank you for everyone that is employed right now and you trusting God to open a door 
of promotion to open a door where God begins to elevate you. We sang it right now. We said you can do all things. For everyone that is unemployed, he can do all things. May the Lord set an open door before you. May God favor you in the presence of your enemies. May God favor you even in the midst of a difficult economic climate. May God favor you in the name of Jesus for everyone that is employed in the name of Jesus at your place of employment. I speak enlargement. I speak increase. I speak supernatural favor of the law. I speak today that your labor is not going in vain. That I declare today that God is establishing you. God is establishing you. God is blessing the works of your hand. That I declare to you today that may the Lord do what he did for Mordecai as he woke up the king and he said there is a man that has done good for me. I pray today that you will be remembered in the name of Jesus. That you will be remembered and I thank God. I thank God for he is restoring I want to encourage you this morning just be faithful at your job don't waver the condition of your heart will be the preparation of the soil that will produce the harvest that you will live in and if you're negative about your job it will not produce a harvest because the soil is not conducive. But I'm here to say to you today, if you would change your attitude and you would begin to align your thoughts, God's about to bless you in a place that you thought you would not be blessed. He will bless you through people that you thought will has forgotten you and will never consider you. But I'm here to say to you today that you will become an invaluable asset wherever you are. You will become an invaluable asset wherever you are in the name of Jesus. Come on, come on. You gotta you gotta have faith to agree. You gotta have faith to begin to speak. You call those things that are not as though they are. You are God is about to give you financial freedom through your word, through the word that's in your mouth, through you aligning to the word that has been announced. We declare there is a power. He says if you would decree a thing, it will be established to you and light will fall upon your ways. In the name of Jesus.
doors are opening right now. Oh, you give God a praise offering in this place. Somebody say move the immovable. Break the unbreakable. God, I believe, I believe, I believe, I believe. I believe. everyone that is in business may the Lord enlarge your territory the word I have for you this morning is stretch forth lengthen the cords strengthen the pegs enlarge the curtains Woo. Woo. Shakaba sata. Hey, labasata. If you would get that word, start to stretch your thinking. It's not time to survive. It is time to thrive. It's not time to just get by. Today, God is going to give you a creative idea and a witty invention that is going to set you apart. It's going to be like Joseph with the strategy to begin to, to, to call, call in and, and store in the harvest. And I'm here to say to you today, God is going to give you a famine-destroying idea. Woo! God is going to give you... Hey, Lamande, you're going to thrive in the midst of the famine. You're going to have a commodity that will be sellable in every economic climate in the name of Jesus. For every business person that is in the room, raise your hands wherever you are right now. We believe in God, that God's about to move over that business. God is about to move over your life. In the mighty name of Jesus, we say stretch forth. 
stretch for expand it everybody else is saying maintain it I'm saying expand it everybody else is saying downsize I'm here to say increase capacity oh increase capacity don't plan to fail plan for the harvest in the name of Jesus in the name of Jesus in the name of Jesus like Samuel was the first fruit in the house of Hannah and Elkanah, I'm here to say to you, your first fruit will be born out of barrenness. Your first fruit will be born out of barrenness. Oh, in the name of Jesus. Shabakai So Father, I thank you for your sons and daughters that are in this house. Lord, enlarge, establish. As they begin to set roots, as they strengthen the cords, as they let them the pegs, as they increase the capacity of the curtains, Father, I thank you that you are blessing the works of their hands. In the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. And amen. 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 Other people may be doing the same work. May be doing the same business as you. But I'm here to say to you today. God favored you. Amen. In the midst of everybody doing the same thing. You are doing you are going to reap a different result. Come on. God is about to make you reap a different result. There's a strategy that God has given you that it may seem like a very simple thought, but other people have not had that same thought. They would have been blinded to that idea so that God can favor you. God will place you in rooms with people that will discuss things. But in that room, you will be discerning of those that you would align to and those that you won't align to. Because the favor of the Lord is upon you. You don't need somebody to push you forward. God's already pushed you forward. He's bringing you to the front of the line. He's bringing you to the top of the table. He's bringing your documentation to the top of the table. God's about to move you into that place. And I'm here to say to you, when favor is upon you, that no work of the enemy, no work of the enemy will be able to stand and I'm here to say to you today it's a day of restoration it's a day of restoration not just 30 fold not just 60 fold but a hundred fold in the name of Jesus somebody say a hundred fold in the name of Jesus let's give God a praise offering he's worthy hallelujah 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 you may be seated amen 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 bless the Lord Amen. Before I forget this Sunday school and everything else. Amen. Amen. Thanks to the worship team. Amen. Our Sunday school may leave and amen. We pray you have a blessed time today. Amen. 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 How many of you know service started already? Amen. Amen. How many of you know God started speaking the moment we started worshiping? Amen. 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 I want to encourage you. I know we in the culture of sometimes service starts at 8. We start a little earlier. 
Amen. We start a, a lot earlier. So if you're the kind of person that still has the old engine car that ha needs a choke, you know, you pull the choke to warm the engine. Huh? And so if your spiritual engine still has a choke, amen, come a little earlier. Amen. I can tell you by the time it's 8 o'clock, you're in it. Amen. amen. Your engine is warmed up. The oil is running. Everything is flowing right. Amen. You'll be in the, in the flow already. Amen. So I want to encourage you, for every one of you, that even if you're going through some things in your life and you just want God to show up, just come in. Come in a little earlier. This, that extra time that you spend in worship, that's, a, that's, a, that's our war room special. Amen. Yeah. So I want to invite you for the war room special. Amen. So that, that starts at, at, at 22 8. Amen. That's a war room special. By the time you come in here, this is the after product of the war room special. Amen. So I want us to get excited, amen, about being in the house of the Lord. Yeah. I want you to get excited about the things of God that God is saying. I believe it in my heart. I really, really, really believe it in my heart that God, this is a prophetic house. Come on. This is a prophetic house, amen. Now, I want you to understand, break out of the idea of traditional prophecy. Traditional prophecy where you call everybody and you stand and you say one by one and, you know, and that's personal prophecy and we thank God for that. But there's a place for corporate yeah. where God begins to do that. And there's a place for, for prophesying to nations. Yeah. Amen. And there's something that the Lord has laid on my heart that I'm going to share with you even in the coming weeks. And I think it's very important for us to understand the strategy. Now, we've been dealing with, with Samuel and Hannah for a few weeks, and uh, I want to just continue there, but I'm talking about developing the prophet in you. Amen? So today, if you ask me what the title is, after this, is developing the prophet in you. Amen? How many of you know that the gift is given, but the gift has to be developed? Yeah. Right? That means, uh, until you start to understand it, many of you... Uh, you know, when our children are smaller, we all buy them those little plastic motorbikes. You know, those black bikes, you know. And, and these kids ride those things. But initially, when you put them on it, they don't have the balance to sit on it. Until they start to get the balance on it, then sometimes they go backwards in it before they start going forward in it. And then until their feet are able to touch the ground, and you start to find them getting a little bit more excited about it. Then they start riding it till the point that the wheels come off it. You know, the wheels bust and they're still riding it. You know, and then they start doing tricks on it. They start going forward and backward. And they like it the most when, when you got a steep driveway. Because they'll go in it and they'll hit the gate. And they won't, they won't have no brakes, nothing. Now, now, now you know something is that they didn't start off doing it. They started off a little slower. Yeah. Isn't it? It's like some of you even were cooking. <laughs> some of you are still not being cooked for. Amen. But, but the reality is the cooking, it doesn't, you don't go for the most gourmet meal initially. You go for the, the, the easier ones. You go, that's where you start with pasta. And your husband eats macaroni and cheese for a long time. Because it's just cheese and it's macaroni. I do not know what meal that is. 
I still struggle with mac and cheese because I do not know what it's supposed to be. Right? She said, there's no meat in it. <laughs> and it also don't have no flavor. It doesn't know what, what it wants to be, whether it wants to be a curry, whether it wants to be, you know, they say, give me toast, cheese toast, with tomato, I'm okay. All right? But some of you that like mac and cheese, carry on, you know, it, it's okay. Amen. You, maybe it's the gums or something. <laughs> Amen. Amen. But for every one of us that got grinders. Amen. Amen. Isn't that the same? Now the Bible it talks about your grinders. Eh? You know that? The Bible talks about your grinders that enjoy the days that you have your grinders because there'll come a stage when you don't have the grinders. <laughs> All of you know what the grinders are, right? Amen. So I, I pray that the Lord will help us. I, so we say this as a, a prophetic house, and we've been dealing with uh, Hannah and Samuel. And one of the things that I understood that uh, we have to understand that Samuel is a first fruit company. That means Samuel was the first fruit in the house of Hel Hannah and Elkanah, but he produced a harvest. Five others come after the Samuel is birthed. So when we talk about your first fruit, your first fruit is, has the ability to produce after its kind. And it doesn't produce one for one. It produces more. So it was almost as if the one son was like five children. Elkanah says to, uh, uh, to, to Hannah, when she, is, when she is crying that she could not have children, he says, am I not more to you than ten sons? Elkanah, in his heart, he knew that there was more. And I want you to understand that don't take for granted your first fruit. Last week I was speaking to you about surrendering the Samuel in your life and releasing the Samuel in your life. And as you Release the Samuel in your life. Breakthrough will come into your household. And identifying the Samuel in your life and in your family. And I believe there's more that God wants to do even in that. So understand that Samuel is a first fruit company. I believe God is, is really starting to let us know what the full potential of the anointing that we carry. How many of us know that none of us know right now the full potential of the anointing that we carry? We know it in part. We see it in part. But there is a magnitude that God wants to begin to increase in us. But in that, you have to be pruned. You have to be proved in the house. Now, understand, a lot of us are looking for validation. And some of us are looking for validation outside the house. But you cannot have validation outside the house till you are pruned and proved in the house. You hear me? That means the process is in the house. The process is not outside the house. This is the part. So when I say this is a prophetic house, it is in, the, in terms of it that it's not necessarily a prophetic word that has been shared, but it's even a prophetic message. It's prophetic worship. 
is prophetic prayers. Amen. And in this, we understand that there is a declaration, a decreeing and declaring. Amen. So even in the song choices, I believe he can move the immovable. Amen. Break the unbreakable. Amen. This, these are declarations. Amen. So we have to understand as a house, we are a prophetic people. And so we have to understand what it means for us. That means in the way we pray, in the way we carry ourselves, we understand this is what sets us apart. David was anointed in the house. Then he was anointed before Israel, before Judah, and then he was anointed before all of Israel. But the anointing started in the house. Some of us want the, 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 the expression of the gift of God in our lives to be noticed elsewhere, but it starts in the house. He had to be anointed in front of his brethren. Amen. May the Lord anoint you in the presence of those that are around you, your family. Amen. May they start to see the anointing of God first in your life. How many of you know that's the hardest place? Even Jesus said, he could do nothing great in Nazareth. He could do nothing in his own hometown. Great in his hometown. Sometimes the hardest place for you, for the gift of God to be recognized in you is in your own house. Because they know you for all the other stuff. Isn't it? They know you for sometimes being a little untidy. They know you for being a little bit stubborn. They know you for a little bit. You know you. I'm not going to call your stuff out. Amen. But we all know it. But the reality is we have to look beyond that and see how God sees. So David is anointed. Now I want you to understand in the anointing of David, there was Samuel is in the house of, of this. And he could have been impressed by Eliab. Right? I'm setting a foundation for somewhere I'm going. He could have been impressed by Eliab. And God says, not him. Now, God knew something about Eliab that Samuel did not know. Because when Goliath shows up, where's Eliab? Eliab is hiding in the tent. God saw him already hiding in the tent. When Samuel came to the house, and the horn of oil is over the head of Eliab, and it will not flow. He has all the makings of a great king. But God saw the end from the beginning. God saw what was in his heart and in his spirit and the capacity. Isn't it amazing how God sees? Sometimes some of the most unusual people become the greatest tools in the hands of the almighty God. And so we see how this begins to happen. That he understood that, the, that, that at the ordination service. It was an ordination service in the house of Jesse. God saw Eliab hiding in tents. Was Goliath taunts Israel. Samuel was in the right place. But there was no release. Sometimes. As a prophet of the Lord, you may be in the right place, 
but God would not allow you to release something. Because those that are in the house are not ready for it. Or the atmosphere is not set for an impartation to take place. That's why later on Jesus would say, I cannot cast pearls to a swine. He says, I cannot give something of value to somebody that doesn't know what the value of it is. Amen? And so we, we, we can go through that whole account. But I'm here to say God is looking for those that will be his prophetic voice in our generation, in our homes, in our community, in our city. Amen? But in that, when God chooses a prophetic voice, he doesn't want the hearts and the minds. Sorry, sorry. He doesn't want the mouth. He wants the hearts and the mind. Let me say it again. God wants the hearts and the minds of the prophet before their mouth. Because sometimes it's easy to speak things, but the hearts and the minds is not communicated before the Lord. So this is where we are praying that there will become a zeal and a passion even in the hearts of the men and women of God, so that we can understand. Now, we know the importance of prophetic voices because God sets it apart. He says in Amos chapter 3, verse 7, he says, God will do nothing, but he reveals it first to his servants, the prophets. Amen? God takes the prophets into his counsel. But then we also understand that as the importance of the prophetic is not only to hear and declare the word of the Lord, but it's also to do warfare. As a prophetic people, we have to understand what it means to be engaged in prophetic warfare. That means there's spiritual warfare continuously, and those prophetic voices are able to keep the enemy at bay. Jesus said this. He says, after I go, ravenous wolves will come amongst you. Right? So that means it basically said there is an anointing that keeps the wolves at bay. Jesus carried such a measure of anointing that kept the enemy at bay. As long as Jesus was there, the wolves were there. Because he didn't say the wolves are coming from outside. He says, wolves will come from amongst you. Hey. Hey. Now, don't look around. This looks straight at me. right? He said the wolves. That means he's saying there are some wolves in sheep's clothing. He says there are some people that are here, but he says they, they, they're, not, they're not out there. He says the, the intents are in their heart. There's, a, there's a things that are, they've got wolf hearts. And they've got the fangs. And they're just not letting it show. They talk with their mouth closed. You can't see the teeth. And you can't see the claws. They look a little bit like a dog right now. And they look like something that you, you, you recognize that is harmless. But they, it's inside them. Jesus was saying in the company, there was a mixed company of people that was around him. I want you to understand there will always be a mixed company of people around you. 
but there is an anointing that will still the voice of the enemy. Amen? Now, in 1 Kings chapter 4, verse 13, they speak about the spirit of Jezebel. And the spirit of Jezebel attacks the prophet. Amen? It finds, it finds itself the most influential people, and it wants to silence that. So we have to understand as prophetic people, there are those spirits that begin to try and counter what God is doing in your life. But you have to understand what it is. Once the prophetic gift is, is there, it was going to speak power to government. What Jezebel did was try to blind Ahab to seeing the full potential of God for the nation. And remember, once, once Ahab was blinded, the whole nation of Israel became blinded. But God raised up a, a prophet that was still the voice of Jezebel. So I want to encourage you today with developing the prophet within us. Let's go to 1 Samuel chapter 3, verse 19. And the scripture says, And Samuel grew... And the Lord was with him and did not let none of his words fall to the ground. Amen? And Samuel, okay, he wasn't mature. He grew into being the prophet. He's anointed, but he's in development. Now, this is the thing that many of us mess up when it comes to receiving prophetic words. Because sometimes when a prophetic word is released, and the prophetic word, is especially when it comes to ministry, the prophetic word is saying what you will be. Right? That means what God is already, how God sees you. But you still have to grow into it. If the prophetic word says you're a pastor or you're an evangelist and God is going to grace you to be a pastor or evangelist, it doesn't mean now you have to go buy a tent. Is it? It doesn't mean for you to just go out there in the corner. It means I need to understand that's where my gifting is. But how do I grow into it? And you have to mature into the gifting. Even with the prophetic, we have to grow into that. Even pastoral, it doesn't mean I'm going to just go there and all of a sudden people, you know, people just like me. And so then after a while you get the word, I'm a pastor. And then you think, hey, you know, people generally do like me. And people generally do, ex you know, accept my counsel. And, and, and then you start validating it. And the next thing you want to do is just go and start a church. But you didn't understand what it takes We don't understand the sacrifice. We don't understand the obedience. We don't understand the testings. We don't, you see, they didn't tell us all those things. Because the prophet didn't come and tell you, you know, when you start off, this is what's going to happen. People will be drawn to you. You know, often I, I have had the opportunity of speaking to many men of God that felt the call of God, started up ministries. And often when, I, when they come in, you want to just not tell them some things because you know they're not ready for it. Because they're excited, they, they got the zeal of God, they, they say, and that is good. 
But sometimes you, when you express some caution, they say, no, don't worry, don't worry. Don't worry. They say, and then a few years, a few months later, they call you and they say, I'm here. And it hurts. I said, yeah. We told you, it's going to hurt. And it's going to be painful. And the people that sometimes will turn. You see, they didn't understand. Jesus said, there are some wolves. Even Jesus had a Judas. In the twelve disciples, he had a Judas. Was it? What about you? So don't get hurt too much when you find the Judas. And the amazing thing is, Judas will betray you with a kiss. You have to be careful the people that just kiss you and hug you. <laughs> you know, sometimes it's okay, the people that they say, you know, you understand, okay. <laughs> but but you, 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 the, the reality is, you have to understand it's a development. The Bible says Samuel grew and the Lord was with him. Let's go again. Let's go to verses 1. The Bible says in 1 Samuel 3 verse 1, Samuel the child ministered unto the Lord before Eli. Remember, he kept on ministering to the Lord. It goes on to give you the environment in which he's ministering to the Lord. He's ministering to the Lord. And the Bible says, And the word of the Lord was precious in those days, and there was no open vision. I want you to see what happens when you're in an environment that is not conducive, but God can still speak to you. Because he's growing into his gift, but the main thing he put first was the priority. He ministered to the Lord. Now, this is something that we have to understand. Our primary prerogative or primary priority as a child of God is to minister unto the Lord. He didn't allow the condition of the house to affect him. The other portions of scripture says, and Samuel stayed close to the ark. So in your development of the gifting and the grace of God in your life, you got to firstly keep ministering to the Lord. That means there should be a daily communication to the Lord, a daily prioritizing of the Lord. Amen? Now this is not about how many messages you put on Facebook about how you love the Lord or the one or, or how many updates on your face on your WhatsApp status and you know some people you go and check their status they got like Hundred scriptures going through it, you know. It's not about that. It's about what are you ministering to the Lord. This is not about people seeing it. This is about are you doing it? Are you ministering to the Lord? That means ministering to the Lord is not Lord. Yeah, am I this morning? Bless me. Just you know, protect me, cover me, walk with me. You know, this. No, no, no. Ministering to the Lord means I'm spending time. I'm not only talking. 
and spending time listening. How many of you know it takes more time to listen than to talk? Is it? Because in the listening, sometimes we got other things in our mind, but we have to listen. How many of you sometimes other family members are, are talking, but you're not listening? You're hearing, but not listening. Yeah? Oh, we, all, we all do it. Sometimes you're listening and you got the TV on at the same time. Is it? And then you pick up bits and pieces of the conversation. And then you answer sometimes wrong. <laughs> then you get caught out that you wasn't listening in the first place. Is it? It only happens to me. <laughs> I'm sure it happens to you. I'm guilty of that sometimes. So, and he likes talking. <laughs> I think when I show up, she just starts talking. I say, sometimes I say, it's okay. It's okay if we're quiet. You know? I say, oh, you don't talk. I say, okay, I say, no. I'm here, baby. I'm listening. Some of you are saying, no, I'm also that talker. I talk everything. You're in the kitchen. Other people on the other side of the house, you're still talking. <laughs> Is it? But they miss me. She misses me. That's why she talks so much. Because I know some of you are going to burn me. I'd rather say <laughs> you're going to tell, tell on me. Amen. But the, the, the idea was that Samuel ministered to the Lord. And the Bible says in the word of the Lord was precious in those days. No open vision. I want you to understand the condition of the church that he's born into. He's born into the condition of the church that is in a place where it's really not hearing the voice of God. God is not speaking. There's nothing fresh that has been born. And the Bible says that even Eli, the Bible says, and it came to pass that when Eli laid down in his place, his eyes began to wax dim and he could not see. That means Samuel is worshiping ministering to the Lord. He's there in the house of Eli. And in the same time that Samuel is worshiping and ministering, Eli is slowly being phased out. His eyes are waxing dim. Remember now, this is, remember if you go back and understand the requirements in order for you to be a priest, the Levitical order. The Levitical order said you can't be blind. They say you can't even be cross-eyed. It's true. Go, go read it. They say there must be no defect in you. Imagine. We, you know, this, it, it, it says that. And the reality was that they, it was the, the conditioning of the Lord that you had to, 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 to represent the Christ without spot or without blemish. So the priest was that representative and could not have a defect in their life. And he says, and because his eyes are growing deep, he starts to lack perception. And so the eyes going dim speaks about him lacking perception. And so we have to understand that in the house of God, there should always be perception and foresight and sight. That means the spiritual leader of the house must always have sight. And the way you would know they have sight is by how they begin to speak and the things of God that is happening in the house. And, and, and so we, we're understanding, firstly, 
There's no revelation. Secondly, his eyes are going dim. And thirdly, the Bible says, and the lamp of God went out in the temple. The one thing that was a requirement is that the light in the temple never goes out. Now, understanding the lamp required oil in order for it to keep on producing light. It's the same picture that we require the anointing of God, the oil of God over our life so that we can continuously produce light. You cannot produce light without oil. And so what it meant is that when the, when the light goes out, it meant there was no oil. There was a spiritual dryness that came over the house of Eli, and not only over the house of Eli, but over the, the entire nation of Israel. And so we have to understand the need for us to continuously have the oil of God over our lives so that we can continuously be refreshed by God so that we can produce light out of our lives. Now, in this, he's in this whole environment where everything is slowly being diminished. But in this, the Bible says he's still ministering to the Lord. Perception is going. Vision is going. Everything but Samuel is still ministering before the Lord. I want you to understand this that he's receiving vision and he's living in a rebellious house. The sons of, of Eli are totally wayward. Eli has reprimanded them, but they still continue. All of these things, they got a prophetic warning to Eli. Eli has brought the caution to, to his sons, but they're still continuing. And he's in a rebellious house. But God is, is moving in his life. Now I want you to understand. They are not moving into the purposes of God. But Samuel stayed even in a rebellious house. See sometimes. We think it's sometimes important for us to just move. Now I've had people, you know, uh, every church has it and. You have people that sometimes say to you, Pastor, you know, I just feel like, you know, God is telling me to move. Now, you can't argue with somebody that tells you God told them. But you know, that person has been in church for a long time and God didn't say anything till he told them move. I'm saying, like, how is that the only thing he said? It's a different thing if you were hearing quite, quite a few times, but you only hear move. I'm saying, okay, you maybe have a moving anointing. Amen. But, but, but that's, that's where it is. But Samuel is in the rebellious house. But in the rebellious house, he understands that he's been developed. Some of us cut short our develop, development by trying to move prematurely. He would have been valid in moving. But nobody else could nurture him to fulfill his purpose like Eli. So how many of us know that it's not the grace or the anointing that is contaminated? 
the person. How many of us know that it's not about how eloquent and how with it your pastor is? But does he carry the measure of anointing for your life? You see, sometimes we, we go with flamboyance. Some of us are attracted to, you know, you dress different, you know, you, you, you talk different, you know, you're charismatic, all of those things. People move with that. Don't be moved by that. Yeah. Discern whether the man of God carries the word of God for your life. Yeah. Because that's the key. Yeah. If they carry the key for your life, everything else will unveil. Yeah. Yeah. I've seen some of the most unexpressive, is it in, unexpressive, inexpressive, inexpressive people. People that got no expression. No, not a charismatic bone in their body. They will stand and they will talk with naughtiness. But they carry the grace for your life. Yeah. Even some people that pronounce the words differently. Instead of resurrection, resurrection. You know, everything, you know. You know, they, they drop the H's in Hillary and pick it up in Ambilo. You know, they, you know all of those things. Uh, but sometimes if that man of God carries the word of God for your life. You see, sometimes you can be moved by their language. But if you're hearing the spirit behind what they carry, that's where the transfer takes place. You see, this is where Eli understood that. Remember, Eli was the one that spoke to, to Hannah and told her, it'll be well with you. Yeah. And in that moment, Hannah's disposition changes. The child is born a year later. I want you to understand, and yet he's going through his own challenges. So when, when Samuel is serving him, he's understanding that he was instrumental in announcing him. But there's a development that is taking place. I want you to understand, sometimes the process may not make sense, but God is developing you. But it goes on, and then the Lord begins to call and, and, and you can read the, the, the portions of scripture. But the Lord begins to speak, called to Samuel. Samuel is laying down. God calls him. And what does, what, what does Samuel do? He runs to Eli. Sometimes the voice of the Lord sounds like a familiar voice in your life. Sometimes it sounds like the voice of Eli. Sometimes it sounds like the voice of of your spiritual pastor, your leader that's over your life. Sometimes the voice of the Lord sounds like that. And Samuel ministered, still continues to minister to the Lord, but he does not know the voice of the Lord. That means he, he doesn't know how to differentiate between the voice of Eli and the voice of the Lord. Because the voice of Eli sounded like the voice of the Lord. Now this is part of the development. Coming to the place where now he's not just ministering to the Lord, but he's able to distinguish the voice of his spiritual leader and the voice of the Lord. But Eli had to be the one to help him differentiate. And he goes the first time, the second time, the third time. And then by the third time, Eli realizes it's the Lord. Now, this tells us where Eli was. Eli in his heyday, 
would have realized it on the first time. Eli would have realized, I'm not calling him. And if he's hearing a voice, it must be the voice of the Lord. Because who else's voice is going to hear in the house? And who else's voice will sound like the voice of, of my voice to him? Right? So, so he comes in, the, in, in that place, and by the third time he says to him, he, he discerns that this is the voice of the Lord, he tells him, go. But when the voice called, says, here am I. And so he gets to the place where he teaches him how to hear the voice of the Lord. Now I want you to understand, all of us have to be developed in how to hear the voice of the Lord for our lives. In this, sometimes the voice of the Lord, you would hear it as an audible voice. God will speak to you specifically. In 2007, I was, I was in ministry. We, would, we had the church and I was coming out of a time of, uh, of being in doing ministry and I came out of a time of leave and I was going back to work. I was still in the police and that morning I was getting dressed to go, go to work and I'm putting on my uniform and as I put on my uniform, I hear the voice of the Lord says, what you doing? So, you know, for me initially I thought it was me. You know, because I was off work for a month and wondering why I'm going back, you know, to this thing. And I knew what I was going back to. So I thought maybe it's just me, you know. I didn't want to go that day. So anyway, I jumped in the car and I drove. And any of you know driving down Unit 10 by Carrick Road, after you pass Tom's, you're coming up. And there's a, I remember that the pharmacy is on the left there. And as I pass the pharmacy, I hear the voice again. What are you doing? So this time, I answered. He said, nobody else is around. It's okay to talk. <laughs> you know, so, so I decided, no, I'm going to answer. I said, I'm going to work. <laughs> you know, so, so that was my answer. No, nothing spiritual. You know, that was my answer. And so I carried on driving. And so as I came to the gates of the police college and the security is opening the gates, and as I'm driving in, I hear the voice again says, what are you doing? So I answer again, but this time a little bit more. I thought I was being a little bit bucky. I said, I'm going to work. So I'm like, I thought I'm convincing myself to go to work. I'm having this out of body experience and I'm going to work. And then I heard the voice say, I will show you my hand. And in that moment, I thought, no, 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 no. This is not Gerald. <laughs> this must be the Lord. So I think I still carried on. I drove in. I got in. And as I got to the gate, as I got to my parking lot, the commander of the police college was waiting there by, by the gate. He says, Gerald, come see me. I thought, hey, now what? I was off for a month. So going to his office, everybody is there. All the leaders of departments are there. I'm, I'm answering for something. And so everyone's taking off. They're taking off and I'm just standing there. You know, like, I don't understand what's happening. And then I, I remember what the voice said. I'll show you my hand. So while they're talking, I just said to them, I said, uh, please excuse me. I'm going to my office. I'll come back. Maybe I'll come back. Maybe I won't come back. <laughs> so they got shocked. 
He said, it wasn't even a response. He said, I don't even hear nothing in the conversation that they were saying. Everyone was saying something. They were, they were complaining about work that was, was and, and I heard God. And so I went and I sat at my desk. I said, okay, Lord, I'm here. And in that moment, I knew it was time. Took my bag. I just walked in. I took my bag. I took my decision. You know, you never do this if you're in the police. So I went to my commander. I said, I'm going home now. If I come back tomorrow, I come back. Otherwise, bye-bye. I didn't ask for leave. I didn't, dis I said to them, I'm going. They didn't know what to do. They got shocked. I jumped in my car, went home. I phoned Annie. I said, I'm going home. I'm going to spend some time in prayer. She got shocked. She didn't say anything. She, Annie normally phones me to find out. She didn't ask me nothing that day. I knew it was time that the Lord called me into full-time ministry. Now, this wasn't the call of God, but this was a call to full-time ministry. I knew what was the time. You've got to be discerning. Sometimes God speaks to you through an audible voice. Sometimes God speaks to you through a prompting in your spirit. There's a caution. You hear the voice of the Lord even through the voice of your spirit speaking to you. And then you know. You know it's not you because it's not a thought that came out of you. You weren't thinking about it. it it's, a, it's something that comes through you. So you get to that place where God speaks to you even through the prompting, through a still small voice. God speaks to you in different things. God may speak to you through a person. Somebody is talking about their experience and the next thing you got an answer. You're thinking, they're telling their story. How did you get an answer? That's God speaking to you. Right? So God can speak to you through a song. A few years ago, I, I went through, uh, you know, some, some, some growing for my own ministry, and there was a song, God Favored Me. That song spoke to me more than anything else. I sang that song for maybe a year. God favored me. They whispered. They conspired. They told their lies. But it was a season that God taught me how to keep my mouth shut. So I said, the only thing that helped me is a song. I can't say anything, Lord, to answer. But the song spoke to me. How many of you went through sometimes when you went through a sickness or you went through something and then all of a sudden a song came up? It's like you never heard that song before. And then all of a sudden that song is the same song that you find yourself all the time. Then there was a scripture that spoke to me. When we went through a certain time, uh, the Lord spoke to me through a scripture. And the scripture said, said you know, uh, I'm trying to put it in the right words, I'm getting it all over the place. But the scripture spoke to me in such a way, I cast down imaginations and every high thing that exalts itself. So every time the enemy tries to attack me or I feel a spiritual attack coming, there's a scripture that was birthed out of an attack. And that scripture was God speaking to me. So now I apply that every time I sense a spiritual attack coming, whether it's over my physical body, over a circumstance, anything else I say, Lord, I cast down imaginations and every high thing. If I find my thoughts wandering, I cast down imagination. I'll say it. Even sometimes I don't mind wherever I am. I'll say it vocally. 
But most of the time I say it under my breath because I don't want people to think I'm queen a little bit, you know. They, now you've got gray hair and you're talking to yourself. You know, they think you're <laughs> and you've got no hair on your head. They think, uh, no, no hope, you know. But you've got to find something. God speaks to you. All you've got to do is hear. But the problem was Samuel needed Eli to teach him how to hear. My prayer for you today is learn how to hear the voice of God for your life. In your de prophetic development, you've got to know what God speaks to you and be able to confidently declare that over your life. Before Samuel could become the one that whatever he speaks, none of his words will fall to the ground, he had to go through a development. I'm saying to you, before you come into the fullness of what God has for you, you're going to go through a development. So be discerning even in that development. Let's just bow our heads together. One of the major messages why God sends prophetic voices is to allow us to remember the promises and the covenant of God. And so I'm here to encourage you today that may the Lord raise you up to be a prophetic voice in your house and in your generation. Father, we come before you in the mighty name of Jesus that we understand that the grace that is over the house is over the people of the house also. It's not only over a name or over a building or an organization. It is over your people. Because they are the church. And they are the carriers of the message and the mandate. And so today I pray in Jesus' name that you would begin to continue speaking into the lives of your sons and daughters. Speak more loudly. Drown out the voices. Drown out the noise. Drown out all negative experiences. And so for everyone that has been feeling through, that they're going through a period of dryness, and they're feeling that in environment that they're not, oh God, they're not positioned correctly. Right now, Lord, speak to them. So our encouragement to you this morning, stay close to the ark. Minister unto the Lord. And you will surely hear and carry the word of God in your mouth. May you carry the word of God for your family. May you carry the word of God for the church. May you carry the word of God for our city and nation. In Jesus' name. Bless your people today, Lord. Help us to be a people that will be able to decree and declare your word. In Jesus' name. And everybody said amen. And amen, amen, amen. Come, let's just stand together.